Welcome to the Cruise News and Booze Podcast. I'm Molly. And I'm Caleb. And this is Happy Hour. Where we sit down, have a drink, and talk about all things cruise-related. Not just some things. All things. All the things. Unless it's carnival. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We just them. shit all over them. Um, that, that, That's it's the been sound a while. Happy hour starting. It's been a while since I've said it, but that is the sound of your bar tab going up <laughs> $10 on a cruise ship. It's been a while. Got this uh, Truly's getaway pack, which seems fitting. Is talking that about getting away. Getting, is that getting away as in, you know, I want to get away or is that like, get the hell away from me? <laughs> I think it's like, I want to get away on a cruise ship. Okay. That's gotcha. what I'm going with. That's I don't know. Truly's intentions, they didn't consult me on that, but Shame I'm, on them. I'm gonna go with that. It's like your own little slice of paradise you're getting away on right there. Yeah. I mean, it seems tropical, right? It's like orange, desert orange. That's the, yeah, that's the one that I had before. It was good. Yeah. It was good. You shared one of your Truly's with me. It was Very truly, nice me. yeah, it was truly a respectful thing that you've done. <laughs> um, but you are using a Cruise News and Booze koozie. So I, am. I give you credit for that. My koozie is not have anything to do with cruise news and booze we're not going to talk about we're it we're not going to talk about your <laughs> so uh here we are it is official the happy hour podcast is officially of legal drinking age this is happy hour episode number 21 yep Woo! Yay! Happy birthday we are to going us. to yeah we're going to throw our own birthday party <laughs> we're going to throw a pizza party for ourselves today tonight um in celebration yes. of happy hour turning 21 this isn't a huge deal uh, to many people out there, but to us it is because this is 21 episodes um, that we've set down and, and we've dedicated ourselves to doing this. Let's be honest, 21 is more fun. It's more fun to turn 21 than it is to turn 20. But Taylor Swift said, I'm feeling 22. So next week, that's going to be our yeah. theme. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah. It, it's it, That's one of her songs, right? I'm feeling 22? Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, I mean, I think that's all you heard when I was 22. That's true. on repeat. And then Blink is Nobody Likes You When You're 23. Yeah. I can vouch for that. I don't think of anything <laughs> that of 24s. I don't know. Anyways, back to what we're here to, to talk about. Cruising the... and not random <laughs> rants that we, we like to go on. This is Happy Hour, episode number 21. Today, we are going to talk about ways for you to take your cruise to the next level. Yeah, because there's really, cruising is kind of like a la carte now. Like there's their base cruise that you can do and you can absolutely get away with just a base cruise. But now there's all these other things you can add to. Yeah, there's there's different things that you can add to your cruising. And I, some of these are necessary in our opinion. Some of them aren't. They're really, again, as it says, is ways to level it up. You can get away with doing none of these. Or you can level up and do all of them. Yep. And it depends on what cruise line you're on, too. Correct. And we're going to talk about things that uh, we're that are common for us to splurge on. Level up, treat yourself, however <laughs> you want to look at it. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about things that we don't do. But we wanted to talk about it because it's an option. It's something that you can do. And then at the very end of it, we're going to share what we find is the best way for us to spend money to upgrade a cruise, level yeah. up, upgrade, whatever you want to call it. But before we get into that, got to talk about some cruise news. It is time for cruise news of the week. 
And I've got quite the story for you. We got two this week. You're got, you've got one for me and I've got one for you. So I'm going to go first. Go for it. Ladies first. The ship rocked. Cruise got shipwrecked. <laughs> this is the cruise. Uh, this is the um, emo kids cruise. Well, it's not. It's not the emo kids cruise. That's emo's not dead. Yeah, that's. This is another version of that called ship rocked. And this is one that. So we've never been on one of these. No, we've theme thought about cruises. doing it. But the problem is that they charge so damn much. They charge a lot. It looks crowded. There's people everywhere. I don't know. Maybe we'll do it one time. All right, so Shiprocked, let's tell for the people out there that doesn't know what Shiprocked is. So Shiprocked is like, it's usually like three to four days. It's not a full week cruise, but it's a cruise full of concerts pretty much. Yep. Um, so and there's a couple different of these concert cruises that go out every yeah, year. Yeah, there's Shiprocked, there's Emo's Not Dead. Um, I think there's another one, but... Yeah, there's like metal ones, there's regular rock, yeah, there's, there's like, there's... A lot. All kinds of one. I like mean, Burke Kreischer did one. did one. Yeah, Tops uh, Off. Yeah, Tops Off cruise. So it's just, it's like a very themed cruise where... Wait, no, his was fully loaded. Was it? Yeah. And it was like yeah, all yeah, comedians. Yeah, fully loaded. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lots of, of different versions of this, but this one in particular is obviously like rock music. Um, And so, one of our favorite bands was on Yeah, one of our favorite bands was on it. And so it's, we looked at We going. thought about going. After this happening, I'm very glad we didn't go. Um, but they wanted like 2000 plus per person for an interior room and it's carnival and five, four days, five days of cruising is not worth, or five days of concerts is not worth another thousand dollars to me. Yeah. So what happened, Molly? So this is on the, um, carnival magic question mark. Yeah. Carnival. This magic. is your story for me. And, um, so anyway, the main point is, Ship Rocked was at port at Ocherias, and um, that's a ship port, anyways. quote unquote. <laughs> strong winds and swells caused the boat to get pushed into the pier. The, what are what, the, damaging the ship greatly? <laughs> strong winds caused the boat to get pushed into the pier. So. Did they not tie it down? Was Carnival like, eh? The thing is, this happens a lot to itself. Carnival. <laughs> this is not the first time this has happened. Anyway, strong winds push them into the pier. If you see pictures of this, that boat looks rough. Like, it is scraped all down the side. So, they left the passengers that were on that pier. They go to a different pier. Wait, so, <coughs> let me get this straight. It had already docked. It had docked. And it let people off. Yeah. Gets pushed into the pier. Okay. And then it well, leaves. Well, they tie the, it down with like spaghetti noodles or something. I mean, like, and it's so hard they abandon them. <laughs> abandon them. Move the ship to a different pier. And then let them back on. Oh, to act like, hey, nothing happened. Yeah, they're like, everything's fine. Don't look at the hole on the side of the ship. I mean, it wasn't a hole, but it looks rough. So it's great. Well, I mean, carnival ships look rough in general. So it just blends right in. It's like camouflage. So, yeah. And the funniest thing I thought about this was they were like, there was no injuries and all the ship services remained open. So it was pretty much a typical day for them. Yeah, like nothing Business ever happened. as usual. They're like, ah, this ship's fine. I'm guessing it wasn't taking on the water. I mean, they were probably bailing it out. Well, I, I, and if it hit the pier, I guess it would be above the water line. So, 
it, you know, it's, it's the whole, it's fine. Don't worry about it. This is why you don't go on carnival. Yeah. No I mean, matter. I understand if like winds and swells, like things happen, but this has happened a few times with them. Yeah, but it seems like they were already docked. I'm curious, like, what caused it to... Never forget when one of Carnival ships hit another Carnival ship. Let's just never forget that. Oh, yeah. And that that put a hole in the ship. <laughs> it did. That was like, yo, we got to leave this ship here. How does that, like, how does one, two of the same, like, company ships hit each other? And I guess it's easier from an insurance standpoint because it's I like guess. you're using, you're suing your own insurance company. Like, because if, if you're driving a car and you get an accident, yeah, your insurance company usually goes after their insurance company if, if you're not at fault or vice versa. This one, Carnival's like, uh, we hit ourselves. We are at fault and we're not also not at fault. You guys figure it out. Yeah. That would have been an interesting, uh, <laughs> interesting yeah. insurance An interesting case. call. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh. you, when, when the captain has to call back to mainland. You're like, yeah. Um, so what had happened was, <laughs> oh God, love it, love to hear Carnival in the news. Lo- <laughs> it's always love entertaining. Love to hear Carnival in the news. They, you know, they call themselves the fun ships, and it's for good reason. It's a lot of fun to talk about all this stuff that they do. It, it that is exactly why Carnival is the fun ship because it provides a lot of fun for us to discuss on the Happy Hour podcast. Yeah, that's the only place we're going to talk about it because we have tried to do stuff on youtube about con- carnival and it does terrible <laughs> nobody wants to know no yeah i my They're theory like, oh, it's is just another ship that song is fine my theory is that the people that go on carnival cruises they don't actually give a shit about cruising and it's the price i don't they think just want the cheap price. i don't even think that they know that they're going on a cruise it's just like <laughs> you want to go on a cruise well you're going you're going and they just show up. They do no research. They do they they could care less if they're doing it the right way, or the wrong way. They're just like I saw someone the other day that posted something that was like they were on a carnival ship and they were in port somewhere and they saw other ships and they were like, Oh, I wish I was on these other ships. It's like you could be on those other ships. Look how pretty if you that did ship is. Literally any research, you would have looked at the ship that you were going on and been like, Oh no, this is not good. Um, man, carnival, carnival, carnival. All right, I got one for you. All right. You ready? Ready. This week, somebody that doesn't typically land in cruise news. So, um, Royal Caribbean had to evacuate Coco Cay. Oh, no. So, uh, for those of you that don't know, Coco Cay is an island in the Bahamas. It's next to Little Stirrup Cay. Right? AKA Norwegian. Yeah, Norwegian. AKA well, it is Little Syrup K. Oh, no, you're right. It is Little Syrup K. Yeah. Great Syrup K is, Norwegian's, is Island. Norwegian's Islands. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's it's almost like we didn't talk about that a few weeks ago, and I've already forgotten. <laughs> so, yeah, they had to evacuate Coco K. Now, um, this is pretty intense. So, oh. they, they arrived to Coco K. Mm-hmm. They, everything looked great. The weather was perfect. They get everybody off the ship. Everyone's skipping off everybody's the ship. Everybody's partying, having money. fun. Woohoo! In the pools, having drinks. Their $2,000 overwater cabanas. cabanas their $97 fee to get into hideaway. <laughs> yeah, their, their money is flowing. Everybody's having a good time. Around midday, uh oh, 
Things went awry. Yeah, things went awry. <laughs> a storm comes rolling in. Okay. And is this the same storm that pushed Carnival into a pier? Maybe. It could have been. I mean, Carnival was in Ocho Rios, Jamaica. I mean, that's a ship port anyways, but. <laughs> and so this <laughs> it went from like, hey, everything's good to water started splashing over the walkway oh, no. between the ship and the island. Oh, no. And, and that's, that's not a short walkway. No, it's a long ass walkway. And it's pretty high up in the water. Like, it's a concrete pier that they made that you walk on. But the waves were so intense and the wind was getting so intense that it was pushing the water over. And they were, and the water was rising. The tide was rising because of the wind. They were worried that they weren't going to get anybody back. Oh, God. So they send out this massive, like, everybody get the hell back to the ship over the intercom on the island. I can only imagine. Chaos. Yeah. yeah. And there were two ships there. Oh, no. There was an Oasis class ship, and there was a Freedom class ship. The Oasis of the Seas was there, and Freedom of the Seas was there. And so they immediately shut everything down, right? Party stops. You hear the DJ. The bars, the food, everything closed down. Everybody gets back to the ship. So they got everybody back safely. There's no, there's no like. No ships got pushed into the pier. But this is what's funny about it. So obviously the Oasis class ship is much larger than the Freedom class ship. It just so happened to be the direction that the storm was coming. The Oasis was blocking the wind from the Freedom. And so what they had to do was the Oasis had to sit there and be the blockers to, so the Freedom could actually get out. Oh, my God. Safely. And so Oasis literally played linebacker, got the freedom of the seas out in the sh- in the, the water safely, and then they proceeded to leave. So I think it was like, it was midday. It was like 12 o'clock. Now, of course, Royal Caribbean did the right thing. They refunded everybody their money for yeah. anything that happened or, or any anything that they had booked. So kudos to those people. Now, granted, part of them got their day cut half. Right. They yeah, cut short at, at Coco Cay, which sucks because... If you booked the cruise just for that, that's misfortunate. But you got your money back. So the half day you did get there, you got it for free, in essence. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And nobody was injured. That's crazy. And no ships got pushed into piers. No, they... They they actually used, tie, like, you know, proper ropes. Yeah, they tied them down correctly. That's a common thing I've noticed in Royal Caribbean is that they do the safety part really well. They, they, they yeah. Most of their ships don't... Uh, you know. Yeah, they don't throw <laughs> fishing line over the side to hold the ship. Well, Royal Caribbean is amazing about getting people on and off ships. Like, you hear about these mega ships, and you think about getting on or off. You're like, oh, God, it's going to be a mess. And it never is. Like, I bet it was a mess that day. They move people on and off. The same with, like, their private islands. Like, getting things on and off. Like, they will have that buffet up within, like, it will just magically appear, and then it will magically disappear. Well, They've got it down to a science. I don't know a lot about the logistics behind how Coco K works. Yeah. But I remember when we went to Labadee, and we got off the ship, and I saw the, the, the choo-choo train, but really it was a, was that a choo-choo? Like a, go- like a golf really cart. It was really like a golf cart train with, like, wagons attached to it, and it was, like, 50-gallon Tupperware containers of, like, cut-up vegetables and stuff like that going to the buffet. I'm guessing because Royal has ships there every day, they probably aren't prepping the food on the ship and then bringing it on the island. They're probably just unloading pallets. Every ship probably brings them a couple pallets of, like, goods. Yeah. So it is much faster because before we get off, the forklift's down there 
pulling the pallets of supplies off. And then, but the food for that day was probably already prepared. Like the pallets they're bringing them are probably for future days. Yep. It's, it literally is operating like its own little city. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, that wraps up cruise news force. That was some wild stuff going on there. Two stories. We're going to go ahead and say it was the same store. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> regarding wind and storms in the, uh, in the Caribbean. One that week. went well, one that went, uh, as expected. Yeah, I just thought it was funny <laughs> that the Oasis had to play like Big Brother and, and let the little brother Freedom of the Seas. Like, go play little little. little yeah, guy. well, I mean, nobody's moving one of those Oasis class ships. Like, no. those things are gigantic. They huge. And when you pull up next to one of these tiny ships, you're like, oh, little guy. Look at that little guy. <laughs> All right, so let's hop into it. Happy hour number 21. Whoop, whoop. How to take your cruise to the next level. So as we shared... A little bit earlier on in the podcast, cruising is, it, it you put it as it's a la carte. And that's a really good way to put it because you get the advertised price pretty much gets you on the ship and gets you the necessities. Yeah. Like you get to survive for the week. You can survive for the week. For the and price. you can do all right. Yeah, for the price you get, you get on the ship, you get your room, the amenities in the room, you get the the buffet, main dining room, grab and go um, food and stuff like that. And it's uh, our first cruise. That's how we did it. Our yeah. first cruise together. Yeah. Um, we didn't add anything on initially. Initially, yeah. We'll get to that. And you can you can do okay. So don't don't ever feel like you have to. Do anything because we've done cruises where we haven't added anything on. Yeah. Like when we went on the Caribbean Princess, we didn't add anything on. It was just a cruise. Yeah. Um, But we wanted to dive deep into some of the different things that you can add on to your cruise that really can enhance the experience. And we're going to talk about things that we also, that you can add that we don't believe in. <laughs> if you don't know already, if you're a returning listener to this podcast, I'm very passionate about things. And if I'm, if I don't do it, there's, there's a very valid reason why. And then we're going to tell you after how many cruises have we done now? We've done a lot. I think it's, I don't even know the number. We should know this. We've done a lot and hundred I think it's 120 plus days or something like that. We've been at sea. We've tried a lot of these different things, and we're going to give you our feedback on what we think is worth the money and what's not. And we may dive into some of the cruises we've got coming up and some of the conversations we're having about those cruises. So, And because each cruise line is different with what they offer with the cruise, some offer some of these things. Some offer you can book a base cruise or you can book all these things with it. Some are you book the cruise and then you can add each thing individually. It really depends on the cruise line. Yeah, and, and the the cruise coming with a lot of these things is a more modern thing that cruise lines are trying. I like, I prefer to, that, to be honest. Yeah, to, to get you to book their cruise. Yeah. And there's some that, like, used to a lot of these things we're going to talk about were the promotions cruise lines ran, and they would include these as the the holiday promotions or during major holidays to to entice you to book 
I've already shared my thoughts and opinions that cruise line promotions, cruise line sales that you see advertiser bullshit. They're always on sale. Yeah. There's always some sort of promotion going. So don't ever feel like you're actually getting a sale, but they do it because if they tell you this sale ends tomorrow, you're more enticed to book today. Yeah. Whereas if you wait till the day after tomorrow, chances are it's going to be the same price. Or it, it may could go be up. a different sale. Yeah. Or it could go down. It could price. go down, yeah. <laughs> so other cruise lines are. I mean, I, I always remember that as a travel agent, it would be like 445 <laughs> on a Friday. I'd be about to leave and people would be calling in. Well, is it going to be there Monday? I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if this particular deal is going to be there on Monday or not. They don't promise that it's going to be yeah. here. Could be better, could be worse. I don't know what to tell you. And, and that's how it goes. And I think Norwegian was the first one that kind of started the all included bundle. Yeah, type well, thing. they've got the free at sea package. Yep. And they also put a timer on it. They say free at sea ends. It's been going it's been for going like four fucking literally years. Literally five years. Yeah. yeah. Like it's never ended. <laughs> it hasn't ended in a long time. It's like these 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 sales are like doomsday clocks, and they're the world's gonna end and. Guess what? You wake up tomorrow and there's another sale going on. Yeah. And some of these packages drive, would drive me crazy because, you know, they offer, they'll be like, oh, $4.99 and the free at sea. But then they don't realize, okay, you have to pay gratuities on all of these things too. And then people will be like, how did my cruise get out to be this price? So it was $4.99. Like, How's it $3,000? This is the breakdown. I did not make the price. And... Stop More recently, Princess Cruises are offering bundles that you pay additional for so much per day mm -hmm. to add on these experiences. So I'm going to just say I love Princess's bundles. Yeah. Like we saw that they had those bundles and we got excited. We're it, like, that's yeah, awesome. It, it pushed us to book a cruise and we ended up booking the highest experience. Yeah. So um let's talk about the initial decision that you have to make whenever you're booking a cruise so the first thing that you can do to a cruise to level up or upgrade is going to be cabin upgrades yeah but this one is a little i don't know i don't know if it's really worth the money well it depends how much you want to upgrade right because you can have a base interior cabin you can have, I mean, Carnival has bunk bed cabins, which I have. That's what I want. I have questions about I'm gonna that. I'm going to sleep on the bunk bed because <laughs> I'm a kid. Um, but there's the base cabins that are interior. You can have ocean view cabins, which, you know, you get a window or porthole, something like that. You get balconies. There's different kind of balconies. Then you can go to mini suites, which are just a little bit bigger balconies. Yep. Still like a balcony, though. Still balcony. Then you can get up to suites. And the thing with suites is not only are the rooms bigger and luxurious, there's different experiences that come with the suites. And I think that's when you get into upgrading your experience. Well, yeah. I mean, anytime you're getting more of an experience, it's obviously going to be an upgrade of an experience. But like the my, my hang up with room upgrades, and we're going to dig into some of the different reasons why you may want to upgrade, is... On a cruise, the only time you should be in your room is when you're sleeping, shitting. <laughs> Don't do that in the public bathrooms. Go to your room. It's not that far away. God. Or getting ready. Yeah. 
because if you're if you're just going to hang out in the room, then don't go on the cruise. Yeah. And I think the thing with the suites in particular, now that cruises are doing, they didn't used to do this on cruises, is that the suites get their own restaurant, they get their yeah. own bar, they get their own private areas. And I can definitely see the appeal of that. I mean, we're doing... Um, in just a few months, we're doing MSC's Yacht Club, which all of the rooms in Yacht Club, I think, are suites. Not well, it's or not. It's an experience, I guess. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a high end experience. It's not so much that it's a suite, but it is MSC's suite area. Yeah. So in that case, it's a little bit different because that particular ship, they offer interior rooms with the yacht club experience which is cool they are in the suite area yeah and it is a bigger interior room but it's still an interior it room. is and you get a lot with it right right that so so that in that situation you know we chose to upgrade to that to right. upgrade our experience to get a better experience to get the lounge to get the the exclusive bar to get the exclusive solarium area yeah. to get the exclusive restaurant like all of those things that we're going to get package, with it yeah. yeah which is really great but like on a typical cruise, you've got, I mean, a lot of times interior rooms, are, interior rooms have like this rep about just that's where the pores are, yeah. you know, and it, it isn't always the case because no. like we take interior cruises and we have a lot of fun. Yeah, we just on Celebrity Beyond, that interior room was nice. It was nice. And it was the same size. It as was the nicer than Royal Caribbean's. Balcony yeah, rooms. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I agree 100%. It just didn't have the balcony. So, and the, yeah, because the shower was big and the, you know, it was a lot of space. And I think it really depends on the ship, what room you should go for. Because we've looked at interior rooms on other ships and they are tiny. Like there's no couch, there's no space hardly at all. So I think kind of looking into it and seeing how much space you need and going from there can be a determining factor and like in a in a balcony room we'll just we'll just use that as an example like you get a balcony which in our cases we very rarely use the balcony yeah when we go on royal caribbean's oasis class ships we like to have a balcony inside of the it's like an interior balcony but mm -hmm. inside of the like central, central park, park or yeah. the boardwalk or on the icon it's called the Surfside mm -hmm. because we like to hang out on it at night maybe have a drink and people watch. Yeah. And on the Oasis class ships in Royal Caribbean, in the boardwalk, you could see the show in the Aqua Theater from your balcony. Yeah. Which is what began our, our kind of love for that. Our last one we did on Wonder of the Seas, we did a Central Park balcony for the peace and serenity. And it was nice. Joke's on us. <laughs> it wasn't peaceful or serene because well, we were, were kids. Well, we were too high up, yeah. There were kids freaking splashing water out and causing a ruckus all night long. But but really, the the ultimately you don't spend that much time in a room no. and we've never stayed in a room and we're like oh my god if we would have stayed in a lower room this would have been such a less fun cruise yeah now we're gonna do the msc yacht club i'm a i have a feeling we're gonna feel that way because a year later we're going back on msc in a balcony room yeah in a in a on the world america it's gonna be an interior balcony i don't know what they call that area but it's it's not an ocean-facing balcony. Knock off boardwalk. Yeah, right? <laughs> but it, I'm sure we're going to feel like the experience that time around is less than that. Yeah. 
But when you're booking a cruise, and like this is kind of a pro tip, almost all cruise lines now offer an upgrade program. Yes. So what that means is like when you book the cruise, if you look a lot of times, so when we book a cruise, this is a really challenging topic to talk through because there's a lot that goes into this. When when you book a cruise, like you see various pricing and you see like all of these options thrown at you at one time. And like an interior is yeah. always going to be the cheapest. A balcony is more expensive. A suite's more expensive, right? And so on and so forth. As you go up the list, it gets more expensive. But if the balcony is like a few dollars more, then we usually just book a balcony because they're usually bigger than an interior room. Yeah. For that reason alone. Not because we want to see the ocean, not because we want to sit on the balcony, none of that stuff. Like none of that stuff really matters to us. But if you book an interior room shortly after you book it, you're going to get an email from most cruise lines that's saying, hey, do you want to bid on an upgrade, on an upgraded room to a balcony or mini suite or a suite or so on and so forth. And sometimes if it's a cruise line like MSC, you feel like you're losing money if you don't take the upgrade. They'll be like, for $10, do you want to upgrade? Yeah. You're like, yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they do a really good job of showing you the price difference yep. at the time of booking, which I think is really nice. Yep. And we've done two cruises where we did the upgrade, where we booked an interior room and we upgraded to another cabin. Yep. And both times, those are the only times we ever bid on a cabin. And we actually got it. And it is a bidding process. You have to, like, put a price in. And if they have space, they give it to you. Both times we bid the cheapest price possible. And both times we got the upgrade. And um, we we thought it was worth it. We only bid on it because we thought it was worth it. For those that may are prone to being seasick, having an ocean-facing balcony could be helpful because they say if you are feeling seasick and you go and you look at the, the, the water that it'll make it better because you your body doesn't see anything moving on the horizon, but it is moving, and so that's what makes you seasick. And they say if you see the horizon, then it helps balance it out. That's just what I'm told. I don't get seasick, so whatever. You I do. think nothing helps when you're you get, seasick. You take, the, you take the, the medication, the pills. Yeah, take the pills, and that helps. Um, so room upgrades, it's all about what you're getting for the upgrade. Yeah. If you're getting something for it, for example, like the MSC Yacht Club experience. We'll then, report back if that's worth it. Yeah, that we felt that it was a great upgrade. It it was it was about a thousand, twelve hundred dollars more for us to go with that. Mm-hmm. But it we felt that we were gonna get a lot of value from it. Yeah. We wanted to try it. We wanted to see what the experience is all about. The, you know, sweet experience, if you will. But um I think that you can save money on the room you book and upgrade your experience in other ways. I would rather have some of these other things than a fancier room. And that, I mean, that's just me personally, but we don't spend a lot of time in our room. Like you said, we're always out doing stuff. The room is just something to come back to sleep, change, things like that. Shit. Don't forget that. Okay. And if you're, you're, you're going to spend a lot of time in the room, just don't go on the cruise. Unless that's your thing. Then buy the nicest room possible and stay in it the whole time and you don't get to take advantage of these other things we're going to talk about. So that's one area. That's one area where you're going to have the opportunity to really upgrade your your experience on a cruise. And it can make a difference. But in our opinion, it isn't. We would rather, in our professional opinion. 
Well, it depends how many people too, right? Yeah. Like you could do some of these rooms. I know on Icon they have these rooms where they're more family oriented and you can get where you have an extra room for the kids and you have an extra bathroom area, things like that. And I think in that case, upgrading is worth it just for comfort. Or you could book that other people in the room, a uh, room on the complete opposite side of the ship. So you don't have to see them. That's an option. <laughs> so that's the first upgrade that we wanted to talk about to be able to level up your cruise experience. Damn, there's another $10. <laughs> getting expensive this is the this is still the getaway pack but this is the pineapple one tropic like it's hot tropic Ooh. like it's hot i like that um and truly's did too that's why they put it on a can you know truly's liked it i like truly's it's all the same stop mentioning brands we're not being <laughs> paid by any of these people stop advertising for them so the next one we're going to talk about is one that uh this this is where you're really gonna feel like you got an upgraded experience. And um, if you can't tell by the name, this is very dear to our hearts, but this is the drink packages. Yes. So as you're, for the advertised cruise rate, unless you're getting a promotion where they're throwing in some sort of drink package, you're going to get uh, tap water. <laughs> you're going to get ocean water. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say from the toilet, but it's not from the toilet. But you're going to get tap water. Uh, a lot of cruise lines have, like, juice concentrate flavored beverages, mm -hmm. like lemonade that they mix the tap water with, and it comes out of, like, a, a spigot or a machine, like orange juice or, like, just flavored waters oftentimes is what Ice this tea, is. Iced tea, things like that. Yeah. You're also going to get drip coffee. Just regular old plain coffee. They've got cream and sugar and stuff like that. And that's it. That's yep. the the beverage. And back to what we said earlier is you can survive on that. You can survive, but you do feel a little uh it's you less get, than Yeah, you get envious. Yeah. Because you see all these people walking around with these like fancy cocktails or beers or specialty coffees or all of these different things. And uh you're like, oh, I want that. I want it. Oh, I want that. I think that this is a great option, especially in kind of like we were talking about on the cruise lines that offer this as an upgrade. Once I come to mind, our MSC is pretty much always offering the one free of their drinks. numerous one of, packages. Yeah, one of their packages. Uh, Princess, you mentioned that's something they're offering now. Um, but you pay for it. Norwegian. That's an option with them. Yeah, and the, celebrity sometimes. The free at sea offer that ends tomorrow. Yeah. That one. Yeah, yeah. But never ends. But never ends. Yeah, so cruise lines will include some packages sometimes, but there are typically two main packages. Yes. There's either a alcohol package or there's a non-alcoholic package. Yep. And some cruise lines have varying levels of alcohol Looking packages at umsc well celebrity was like that too yeah celebrity had has a, a, two yeah they had two mm -hmm. and with with these packages usually when you purchase the top tier package you get everything that you would get with the other tiers yeah so we'll just we'll just we'll talk about royal caribbean for example yeah they make it easy 
Yeah, they've they've got two packages on Oasis class ships. They have three, and the third one is the soda package. So yeah. they have like the freestyle machines, and they give you a cup that's got like a chip in it that tells the machine like, "Hey, this person's allowed to have stuff out of this machine." Yeah. So our first cruise, we went in. Um, my first cruise, our first cruise together, we went in with nothing, and within by the end of the first day, I purchased a non-alcoholic package. We had just gotten married. We were in our early twenties. And we didn't have any money. <laughs> like we we had literally just bought our first house. And every dollar that we had was in that house. Yeah, went to buying that house. Like in fact, we had to get money from other people to get <laughs> into the house. Like it, it was that kind of situation. But we did it. We we were homeowners in our early twenties and and everything was great. But I quickly discovered after a couple hours on the ship that I'm on vacation. I'm not just going to drink this water, tea, lemonade mixture shit <laughs> all week long. I don't think I even knew packages were an option because we were, I never had had one before. And I mean, I wasn't, I don't think I was old enough to drink anyway, so there was that. No, you're right. Yeah, you weren't old enough to drink. And I wasn't a big drinker before I got married. <laughs> Um, I've been a good influence yeah. on you. <laughs> so we we got the non-alcoholic package, and it was great. It was a couple hundred bucks. At that time, we only had to book it for one person. We didn't have to book it for the two of us. We definitely did not share drinks that entire cruise. I mean, I'm not really a big soda drinker. But I either drink water, coffee, or alcohol. So yeah. I'm either, you know, hydrated. Go big or go home. <laughs> caffeinated. Or drunk. Or drunk, you know. But when you get like a non-alcoholic package on Royal Caribbean, you get soda in all of the main bars and restaurants. You get non-alcoholic mocktails, so cocktails. You get Red Bulls. You get Gatorade or Powerade, whatever brand they're carrying. Um, you also get bottled water. Yeah. You're not having to drink water, the toilet water, ocean water. I think if you don't drink alcohol i think that package is the way to go simply because especially if you drink coffee um, oh and you get the specialty yeah coffee. you get your specialty coffees you get the bottled water you get the mocktails fresh squeezed juice fresh squeezed juice you get smoothies, the smoothies milkshakes yeah so i think that's a really great way to go even if it's just for the water and things yeah. like that because most of these cruises it's hot you're doing a lot you need water and it's so much easier just to go up to a bar and grab a bottle of water versus going all the way up to the buffet or the nearest restaurant that has a water dispenser and dealing with that. It just makes it so much easier. It is a convenience thing. Yeah. That's what you're paying for. Absolutely. Um, the With that particular one, that's where I feel like you get the most value. Yeah. Because, for example, in Royal Caribbean, if you just want to drink soda, let's just say you don't want access to any of the other things, it's like $10 a day to get the cup. And if you have the cup, you can get soda at dinner and other places. But that's all you get. You just get the soda. Or you can get the non-alcoholic Royal Caribbean calls up the refreshment package, and it's anywhere between 25 to 30 some dollars a day. Yeah. Which it's, you know, a little bit more than the soda package. Now you got to book it for everybody in your room. Right. So this is, that's a little bit of a caveat. Now, that's that's the best bang for your buck. That's what I feel like. Yeah. You get a lot and you don't, you just don't get alcohol. Right. 
Now, rule makes it simple. There's one alcoholic package. It's either you get liquor or you don't. Yeah. You get up to a certain dollar of beverage with that package, and it's unlimited. You can drink as much as you want. Other cruise lines have limits to it, only so many drinks per day. Yep. Um, most of your carnival family of cruises do that. Yep, 15. There's carnival again. But um, it, they still it's, get wild. <laughs> it's typically two and a half to three times the price of the refreshment package to get the alcohol. Yeah. And really what you're unlocking is a shot in the beverage because you can get that same cocktail without the alcohol in the refreshment package. Mm-hmm. It's that shot of liquor or it's the beer or it's the wine that you're adding onto it is is what you get for that package. Yep. And for us, what we've determined is it's all about the price. If we can get the beverage package for fifty to seventy dollars a person a day, the alcohol package, we're usually gonna get it. Yeah. Because we like to drink on our cruises and it's fun. And yeah, and we're drinking you're getting all the other stuff too that you get. Correct. Right. You get the smoothies, the coffees. The Red Bulls. I mean, that's stuff we drink a lot anyway. The bottles of water plus the alcohol. So, but and you do feel like you have to get your money's worth. Correct. And and then you go on this sprint of consumption. Yep. And I, I jokingly do like the challenge where I try to get 30 drinks in a day. <laughs> you know, when we have the, the alcoholic package. And I don't do all alcoholic drinks, but just, no, just. And it's hard to consume 30 of anything in a day. Yeah. Like, I try and push myself. And I think some you cruises, got, like, 25. Yeah, some cruises I succeed. Some cruises I get in the 20s. Yeah. But, like, if you, 30 doesn't sound like a lot, right? But, right. you know, if you really think about it, 30 of anything is a 30 lot. 30 of anything is a lot. If you're and, like, I had 30 beers today. I'm like, do you need me to drive you to the hospital? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but uh, this this is the area, and, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself because we were going to close it out with talking about what do we – where do we see the value? This is the area where I think you get the most value and upgrade to your cruise experience because you can enjoy this beverage package from the time you literally step on the ship. Yeah. Like as soon as your foot hits the ship, your beverage package is active. You purchase it beforehand and get fucking ready. Like, it's, well, yeah, and you can, that works anywhere on the ship. You're not, you're not in your room that much. No. So I think you could skip on the room upgrade do the drink upgrade and have a much better time, especially if you're going to like a private island or something like that. Well, because they almost all work. Most of them. Yeah, most of them work, work on, the on the private island. <laughs> Looking at you, carnival. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think that's a great opportunity because a lot of people I notice they say, oh, well, when you're, you have this many port days, you're not using your drink package as much. But if you're at a private island, your drink package is still working. Drinks well, before, and, drinks after. Yeah, I was going to say, like, even if you're at port, mm-hmm. you're at port for, like, six to eight hours. So it's eight to five. So yeah. get you some juice, get you a coffee before you leave the ship. I mean, hell, if you're like us, get you get some alcohol. Get a mimosa. Get a mimosa. Get a screwdriver. Get something. <laughs> come back. Have lunch on Yeah, the come ship. back. Have, have lunch. A- get drinks in. Like, have beers, right? Go back out. Come back. Have dinner. Like, yeah. There's ways to still do it. And we we always like do the math to see, okay, how many drinks do we have to get per day to break even? Because the drinks on cruise ships are way overly priced. Oh yeah. Crazily expensive. You're paying like seven to ten dollars for a beer. So it doesn't take a lot to break even. But this is the area where when we get the package, we feel like we're just free to do what we want and we're not having to like 
chase down a bar tab. We're not having to like worry about how much have we spent. So we either almost always get a package included from the mm-hmm. cruise line yep. as part of our booking or we purchase a non-alcoholic or an alcoholic package. Yeah. We have yet to take a cruise and consume beverages a la carte. Yeah. Hasn't happened. And I don't think it's going to happen. No. And kind of getting back into what we said about like Princess, they have the two packages. With Princess, you get not only the drink package, you get, I think they have the Princess Plus and the you Princess get all kinds Premium. Of shit. Yeah. The Plus, you get like one night and a specialty restaurant yep. each. You get the drink package up to a certain price. You get certain other things. I think you get Wi Fi for one device few other little things the premium which is what we went for of course (laughs) you get the higher end cocktails you get two nights each in a specialty restaurant you get wi-fi for up to like four devices photo package you get all sorts of oh you get all of their like a la carte restaurants included too i think that's really cool and you get like the premium desserts. Yeah, premium desserts. You get like Princess Now special delivery. seating at the shows. Yep. Room service. Room service. Mini bar. It's really cool. And I think I love when cruise lines just make it really clear and upfront about what you're getting. Yeah. And and it made they made it really easy. Hey, yeah. you wanna upgrade you want this or this? For thirty bucks a day you can get this. For fifty bucks a day you get this. Yep. And it just, it was all there. It was all, it, be, it, it becomes all inclusive. Yes. You just pay and it's all inclusive and you're good to go. Yep. So talking about specialty dining, that's the next way that we've kind of outlined here that you can upgrade your cruise. Yep. So we, uh, we, we've done our fair share of specialty dining on cruise ships. So if you don't know what that means, there's included restaurants on a cruise ship and then there's specialty or restaurants you got to pay money for. And most cruise lines, you can you can book these restaurants individually and you're going to pay anywhere between 45 to 60 80 $90 a restaurant. <laughs> or 200 looking at you, oh, Empire the, uh, Supper the Club. The Supper Club. <laughs> Supper, Supper Club. Um, that's like a dinner and a show on the Icon. That's a lot. It's not worth 200 bucks a person, though. You know, I mean, for 400 bucks. That's a lot. You know how much fun you could have for 400 bucks, And supper is not... The way that I'm thinking about having fun. <laughs> but most cruise lines offer like packages for their specialty restaurants. Yeah. And the, I, I'm torn on the specialty piece because a lot of it really comes down to the quality of the food on the ship. So we've done specialty restaurants on MSC. We've done specialty on Royal and I mean, Virgin is all specialty, so this doesn't yeah. even apply to Virgin Voyages or like Regent stuff like that. But this one is it's 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 difficult to really determine the value behind it. I think on <clears throat> on ones like Royal Caribbean where they have so many specialty restaurants, it can be worth it because at least doing two nights, right? One or two nights, I think, is good. We liked it when we did the unlimited specialty dining. We liked it just because we didn't have to deal with the main dining room. And if you've been on one of Royal Caribbean's mega ships, whether it's the Oasis class or the Icon class, 
you know that the main dining room can get wild. And we liked just having a really nice dinner experience that was quiet and low-key every night. It was more intimate. Yes, it was. But the same thing could go for celebrity probably had the same quality of food just in their main dining room. Yep. <clears throat> and that's where the value becomes hard to perceive. Yep. So Granted, we didn't try specialty restaurants on celebrity. So, I mean, we could have went to a specialty restaurant and had our mind blown. But the food in the main dining room was really good. When you look at specialty restaurants, you can either pay the a la carte price or you can get packages. Um, most cruise lines offer a one night, two night, three night, or unlimited. And what we found when booking the unlimited dining package, we paid $680 for unlimited dining on Wonder of the Seeds for seven days for the two of us. I don't remember the math. We did the math. We, we did a video on YouTube about is the specialty dining package worth it? And we ultimately voted no. And the reason being is that we actually, it was, it took a lot of effort for us to feel like we were getting our money's worth. And we didn't eat any, hardly any included food. No. We, because like part of your base cruise fare is paying for the included places. Yep. And then your purchasing of the specialty package is paying for the higher end ones. We struggled to feel like we got our money's worth. Yep. And we missed out on a lot of the included stuff. And so we, we can't really speak on that because we didn't have it. We, yeah. we don't know what it's like. So we've come to the agreement and decision that if we feel like we want to upgrade our cruise with a specialty dining experience, we're going to book at most, depending on the price, a two-nighter. Yep. And that allows us to go to two specialty restaurants. Yep. Then you got to pick. If you're on a ship that has numerous specialty restaurants, you got to decide which one you're going to go to. But back to Princess, it's almost like they made that package for us because you get oh, it's perfect. dinner at two specialty restaurants as part of your upgrade package that we purchased. And I think that's the right balance. Yep. And the unlimited a la carte is amazing yeah. for us. Yeah. And that they, the delivery service where they bring anything you want to you wherever you are on the ship, that's awesome. Well, and we had the a la carte with our specialty package on Wonder, mm-hmm. and we only took advantage of it twice. Yeah. We could do it every day, but yeah. we only did it twice. Yeah, so I love when cruise ships are, you know, offering these upgrades because I think that, I think it was less to upgrade to the Premium Plus on Princess than it was just to get the specialty on Royal. It, it, it was cheap. It was not much. I think we paid... $58 a day per person to get the princess premium package, which was Wi-Fi, specialty dining two nights, beverage package, like all their shit Everything. that they give. That was cheaper than just the beverage package on Royal. We paid $72 a day. Plus you got to add 20% gratuity on that. The princess. Gratuity is included. It was included. And it includes your crew appreciation. Yeah. Your, your ship gratuities. So I love things like that. I would say of all the cruises we have booked this year, I'm most excited for Princess. Not only because it's a new ship, but because of the package that they're offering, I think is a great option for people. Now, there are a couple other ways that you can upgrade your experience. We're going to run through those a little bit quicker. 
Um, and these are the ones that we just don't feel like you're going to get your money's worth. Yep. That we don't, we don't see the value. So the first other upgrade that you can do is Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, <laughs> I cruise to get away from society. Yeah. To get away from work, to get away from people, to get away from it all. When I see people purchasing Wi-Fi to play on Instagram <laughs> or to look at Facebook. Or I, listen to podcasts. It, I mean, how Well, that's you? okay. As long as it's a Cruise News and Booze <laughs> podcast. That's the only you one you're authorized to listen to. You can listen to Happy Hour. You can take us on your cruise. It's fine. It blows my mind because it's like 20 bucks a day to do the same shit you would do back home. Yeah, I think the point of cruising, at least to me, I know this can be different for everyone, but I think the point of cruising is to truly get away from it all and disconnect. And I think if you want a time where you're truly disconnected from everything, from your social media, from calls and messages and all that, it's a great opportunity to truly turn your phone off, don't worry about what's going on, don't have Wi-Fi, don't have internet, and just be present in the moment and just enjoy what's going on around you. Now, if you're a remote worker and you're still working during this cruise, then I totally understand to get Wi-Fi. Yep. Because that's just amazing that you have the ability to access the internet and then still do work while you're traveling the world on a cruise ship. That's an, I definitely understand that. Yeah. But when it's just to like look at social media or play games or think, yeah. It'll I, be it just, there when you get and back. And most of these cruise lines have in their app where you can at least message one another or something like that for yeah. free. You don't even need the Wi-Fi to talk to no. each other. So that's great. The next one is going to be spas. This is where We haven't really ships, tried them. Well, this is where <laughs> they make a lot of money. Yeah. And, and every time we book a cruise, we talk about this. Should we do this? And we always go to look at the price and the cost. And the cost is always more expensive to do it on board versus doing it at home. Yeah. And I, we're torn with this and we've never felt the value enough to book it, but I totally understand you're on your vacation. Yeah. Like who really gives a shit how much it costs? If you want to do it, do it. If you enjoy it, do it. We've never done it. Eventually we'll probably do it. And who knows? We may be hooked. (laughs) Right. But if I'm going to pay $350 for a couple massage on the ship and I can get it for 150 back home. Yeah. Now I don't do it at home. <laughs> you right? can just do it never for free. Yeah. It's free to never, <laughs> to never do it. But I don't know. Th- that's one that it's really, you know, there are times when if you're on a really long cruise and you need to like, I don't know, get your hair cut or get a shave or something like yeah. that. Like it's nice that they have those experiences. And I remember, I don't remember what cruise it was, but you got your nails done. Yeah, on MSC. Okay. Do you remember why? I think... You just wanted to? I don't know what happened. I think I had, like, done my own nails, and they were chipping off, okay. and then... And I'm were, a great husband, you and were I like, just said, go, go do Go fix it. that, please. Yeah, yeah that, you look terrible. That's gross. That's trashy. Go, go, <laughs> go do something about that. But I remember... It was an all right experience, but I've definitely had no, better. No, you you came back and you were like, that was not worth what I paid for. Yeah. That's exactly it is so what you much said. more. Yeah. And the experience was not what you would have. And that's otherwise. my fear. Like yeah. that's my fear with purchasing these spa packages. Now we're gonna talk about another one. 
we're going to call this the access upgrades. Yeah. And I think this is the biggest load of bullshit <laughs> that I have ever experienced in my entire life. And I think this is only on one cruise no, line? No, there's, there's other cruise lines that do something similar. Okay. But we're, we're calling out one specific cruise line here, and that's Royal Caribbean. So Royal Caribbean has what they call the key program. Okay? Now I'm going to run through real fast what you get with it. So you get priority access for a specific arrival time that other people can't get. So I'm guessing that means you get on the ship a little bit early. But guess what? If you're traveling by flight or you're traveling by car and you can't get there till a certain time, that feature, that benefit is null and void. Right, it doesn't matter. They offer carry-on bag drop-off with delivery to your stateroom. Doesn't that happen? Check the friggin' bag in. I was going to say, just... Just check it in. Just check it in. Exclusive welcome lunch in the main dining room. Big friggin' whoop. You can get lunch. You can get lunch anywhere. Any day at the... Access to the fast lane and onboard activities. What? I've never got into a line on an onboard activity and be like, God, man, I just wish I would have got on faster. I can go back when it's less busy. Priority departure at tender ports. I've never waited for a tender <laughs> on a cruise ship. Yeah. Dedicated seating at shows in the main theater, Aqua Theater, Studio B, and 270. We just go early. Yeah, I just sit wherever I want. And the great thing, so getting there early is not a bad thing because they usually have bar service. So you can just sit there and drink like you would anywhere else on the ship. Correct. And it's then not you that get, big of a deal. You get the surf and stream Wi-Fi on one device. And I already explained to you that I think it's stupid to buy Wi-Fi on the ship. Yeah. These benefits of the key program come in at a whopping $30 per person per day. That's $210. And most of them are just for not. A crew, for a seven-day cruise per person. There is zero value in this. No. But we see it time and time again. When people book this stuff. Now, if you're going to buy the Wi-Fi, just book the damn key. Right, yeah. You get stuff and the Wi-Fi and other things. But there's other cruises, like there's other cruise lines that offer these like access upgrades. And I just think it's all bullshit. The early embarkation is bullshit. Like, okay, you're going to get on an extra hour early. We've never in the past, I don't know, eight cruises had to wait to get on the ship. No. We've That's always just of the past. walked in and walked right on. On MSC, we've had to wait one time. It was like 30 minutes. It was the time before I had my uh Yeah, now we get the black card. We just, card. They just, they, I mean, hell, they pick us up and carry us on the ship like royalty now. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just, I think that's a huge waste of money. And we, we advise you to stay away from it. I think so, it's because they scare people. They're like, oh no. Oh, there's 6,000 people on the have, ship. Yeah. You're going to have to wait. You're going you're you to have to stand at the there's theater. There's not like you're ever in line for the water slide and people no. are passing you. No. So It just doesn't. And just go early for the shows if you want a good seat. Yeah. It's the people who go late to the shows that get the best seat. Exactly. Or they have the stand behind us and they get like devil stares from me because they're making noise during <laughs> the show. So wrapping it up. This was episode 21 of the Happy Hour Cruise News and Booze podcast. And um, we talked about ways to upgrade your cruise. And in our professional opinion, because we are professionals, right, um, we made that de designation ourselves. We designated ourselves as cruise professionals. We think that the best bang for your buck 
when upgrading your cruise experience is some sort of beverage package. Yep. And or one or two nights of specialty dining. Yeah, I think you'll have a great time if you do those things. Yep. Those the specialty are- restaurants are nice just to, I mean, it feels like an elevated experience. We've done, like Caleb said, we've done specialty dining on a lot of different cruise lines. No matter what cruise line it is, it feels exclusive, elevated, nice. It's just a good time. It's different than the main dining room. I think if it's your first cruise, don't even worry about doing specialty dining. Just experience the cruise. Yeah. But I think if you're, you know, a few cruises in and you really want to elevate your cruise from there, do the specialty dining. It's great. The drink packages, do the, you know, non-alcoholic. If alcohol is not your thing, save some money there. But if you like to drink and you know you're going to be drinking on your cruise, go for the unlimited. Just have a good time. We've never regretted getting the drink package. Nope. We've always felt... Like, it was a good value. And if you're really looking for a great value on your cruise, look for one of these cruise lines that include the drink package or include some specialty dining, things like that. We talked about the Princess uh, Premium. We'll be going on Princess in the future. So we'll definitely, you know, let you guys know if we think that that was worth it in the long run. But I think, uh, you know, look out for some of these things that they have. More and more cruise lines are going toward the package. You know, you can pick from different experiences. And uh, I think that's a great way to go. If you're trying to make financial sense of any of these upgrades, none of them are going to make financial sense. No, it's vacation. If the beverage package is $1,200 and you think, oh, God, at home it only cost me, you know, Fifteen dollars or thirty dollars to well, drink. Unfortunately, for the week. you can't bring twelve cases of Truly on yeah. the ship with you. It's not going to make financial <laughs> sense. Just book the damn package, enjoy yourself, yep. have fun. In our opinion, a beverage package is more enjoyable than a short excursion. Yeah, that's just our two cents. Or a balcony room. Or a balcony room. Book the interior room. Buy the packages. Yeah, if you're, you're trying to save money, cut it in other ways. Don't cut it from the drink package. If you really like to drink, don't. Don't do a la carte either for drinks because you're going to end up spending the same amount, if not more, and you're going to be slapped with a huge bill at the end. We hear the horror stories about people being like, why is my bill so much? It's like, well, because you sat by the pool and drank 47 pina coladas every day. Yeah. So that wraps it up for us today. Happy hour episode 21. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Um, Make sure you check us out over on YouTube at Cruise News and Booze. That's where we put up uh, quick videos, room tours, um, room tours. I mean, I guess room tours, room tours ship tours, <laughs> tips and tricks, all those good things. And um, yeah, anything, if you just want to uh, see our faces, you can head over there. And you want to see what we look like? <laughs> I sound better on mic than I look in person. So uh, <laughs> any any closing remarks, Molly? No, just uh, whatever it is that you're looking for in a cruise, you can truly get it. Just Think, think it through. Think about what you're truly looking for and uh, make it happen. Throw caution to the wind. Book the package. It's only money. You can always make more. Have a drink. Have a lot Have of Have a drink for us. <laughs> Have a lot of drinks. Cheers. Until next time. Cheers. <laughs>